Hello. Hello there. Hello there. I'm on a cruise. My name's Tommy. Tommy Casabona, to be exact. I'm on the MSC Meraviglia. I've heard three ways. Meraviglia, Meraviglia, and Meravia. I don't know how to say it. I should have did like a... I was thinking about doing a man on the street, going up to every crew member and saying, Hey, how do you pronounce the name of this ship? I bet we would have got a bunch of different answers. Might have been the biggest scandal since K and Key Gate. Uh, we got a, uh, we've been doing Patreons all week, having fun. I've been able to get into a little bit more detail on those. And uh, what we're going to do here is a regular cruise show, a cruise podcast, some might call it. And it's going to have to do with this sailing. I'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about Cruise Critic and some awards, right? Some pats on the backs that they've been giving out to some of the people in the cruise industry, cruise ships, cruise lines, what have you. And then we're also going to talk about a rescue operation on a man overboard on a carnival cruise ship. You already know the story, but there's a little bit more. I'm waiting for a few more details, but there were details added to the original story. So we're going to do that. Without further ado, let us please start the show. Yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink packed and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show coming to you not quite live from the middle of the Florida Straits That's right, we're on our way back to Orlando We should arrive there sometime tomorrow, and boy, do I got an issue. I'll talk about it at the end, but it's a little bit of a battle with Amtrak that I got to bring in on. You know what I mean? To the cones. We got to talk about this together. We got to get through it together. But today, we do have a cruise podcast, and we're going to get right into it right now. What we want to start talking about is this crazy story. You know, it's becoming less crazy as we continue to hear about people falling off cruise ships. I don't understand it. You're not going to get me to say that it's anywhere close to something that's normal that we should just accept. And uh, yeah, we all know a couple of days ago, this is what happened. Carnival Valor, and it was Thanksgiving night. The Coast Guard, a gentleman by the name of Richard uh, Hayoffel, he was dispatched to the scene. And he was kind of like the primary, I guess, rescueman. Uh, He found the passenger. Seemed like he was almost lifeless, as he puts it, and he was possibly seconds away from even death. Now, now that guy's good. Now, if that Coast Guard guy is able to get in the water, see this guy laying there floating around, it's been about 15 hours, and across 15 hours or so, when this was first called in, he's able to say within under a minute, how much time this I'm being a little bit of a smart ass, but he did say he did. He did he probably jumped the gun a little bit when he said uh seconds from death. But let's not focus on that, right? Let's focus on the fact that this man is an absolute absolute hero. 
So this was somewhere in the Gulf of Mexico, a little bit off the coast of Louisiana. The passenger's name is James Grimes. He had been overboard through the night for nearly 15 hours, as mentioned before. Uh, He was spotted by the crew uh, of a cargo ship. Can you imagine just being in the ocean like Gulf of Mexico? And, you know, you're talking about 20 miles, so you're not really, I guess you could, I don't know if you could see land or not. But you know how deep you are out there. You know how far you are out there. Let's just picture us on cruise ships, right? You're over the side of the ship, kind of leaning on the board, looking around, seeing if you see any dolphins. No, no dolphins, huh? Oh, hey, but what about that? Is that a person? Yeah, that's a man in the middle of the ocean. And uh, yeah, so you could imagine how surprised the crew of this cargo ship was to see this gentleman, I guess, flailing around in the ocean. With whatever, I guess, energy he did have left. Uh, when the National Guardsman did show up, Mr. Grimes, uh, the, he, he threw the guy a rescue sling. And Grimes said he described that it was weird. It was like he threw them the risk, rescue sling. And it was almost like he just collapsed into it. Like it was the last possible action he was able to do. The guy could barely move. He could barely focus on anything, any instructions Grimes was trying to give him. He could barely even talk. The only thing... He could muster up the ability to say was that he was on, he was he was on the Carnival Valor, Carnival Valor. Sir, sir, where where do you come from? Where where were you at? Car- Carnival Valor, gold member, early dining, faster. To, I had the faster to the fun. That's all he could say. That's the only thing he could say. Now, the major battle was in a battle with hypothermia apparently i guess so the water was 70 degrees i would think that that would be ideal conditions but i guess if you're in the water for 15 hours even if it's just a little bit on the colder side all those hours will add up and you know you're going to be close to uh hypothermia and that's what he was battling um again 15 hours long it was said that at the end he was literally doing anything possible that he could to get the attention of anyone that be, might be, I guess, sailing in his in near his direction. He, at that point, he was waving his sock. So, I mean, I guess that makes as much sense. If that's all, is if that's all you have, you got to take your sock off and just kind of wave it around. Anything you could possibly do. So, you know what we do on this podcast is we joke around a lot, and that's what I will never stop doing. But the reality is, is that this guy is just a beast for being able to kind of hang in there for 15 hours. And Grimes is an absolute hero, the Coast Guardsman. So kudos to both of these people. And uh, so Hoffel described this rescue as one in a million. He said the chances of this actually happening were so far and away, like out of out of reality that he was just, he, he still is saying that within seconds, if not minutes, he was away from death. The, uh, the guardsman said the only thing that made this possible was that uh, Grimes had an incredible will to live. So I guess the elephant in the room, this begs the question that I will never stop asking and I can't ignore. Now, again, is it insensitive? You can make the argument that it's insensitive, but guys, I'll stand by it. People do not fall off cruise ships. I've been about as drunk as a human being could be while sailing through the sea on a giant cruise ship in bad weather, in topsy-turvy weather. But mm-mm, falling off the ship, 
I don't know what happened. The only, and here's the rub, the only caveat that was added to this story. We don't have any other information. And again, that's what that's what always happens. You you very rarely hear the follow-up. So-and-so was rescued off the coast of wherever. So-and-so was picked up by this cruise ship. You never hear the follow-up. And I hope we hear a follow-up on this one. But all you did hear, and again, you knew it wasn't going to be like, oh, well, you know, another one fell off the ship. No. You heard that he got chastised or he got disciplined or yelled at by the crew for vaping in an area of the ship that he was not supposed to be vaping in. And he was really drunk. So those two things were said. He was be he was getting reprimanded for vaping, and he was really really drunk. So, yeah, something here happened. Something went 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 awry. This guy's obviously probably either a nut job or a really bad drunk, and he did something in uh in in light of uh in light of being reprimanded. And I don't know what that was. I don't know if we'll ever know what that was. But we will look into it for sure. All right, guys. Next up is Cruise Critic. That's right. Cruise Critic is a website, cruisecritic.com. And I would have to probably say, with all due respect to every other website out there, Cruise Critic is the monster on the block. Cruise Critic has the most, I guess, um, what would you say, well-respected and most comprehensive coverage. Yeah, there's other ones out there, cruiseline.com, cruiseradio.net, some of the big dog heavyweights out there. But all I can say is that cruiseline, I'm sorry, cruisecritic.com, since the beginning, whether it's their message boards, whether it's their detailed ship reviews, whether it's their, you know, breaking story, breaking cruise news stories, Cruise Critic seems to be the one that it really for the for the longest time has been pretty much the go-to and i guess every year they put out some awards and they want to give congratulations uh, as the kids would say their flowers to uh, a bunch of the cruise lines and cruise ships out there that apparently performed pretty well now a lot of these are funny because many times they're static like how does one win one year but not win the other year these are inanimate objects you know what i mean the carnival valor didn't have like a good year you know what i mean the carnival valor really you know what we were really oiled up and cleaned up and the valor after a after a after a crappy 2022 or a crappy 2021 carnival valor really really stepped up and performed a lot better you know what i mean but I, I think it's based on other things. There are it is a moving field out there. There are different ships that come online, uh, and there are different ships that sell at a different rate. Rate, and then there's different ships that be that become discovered that otherwise were not necessarily uh, on the forefront of the mass market. But let's get into some of these awards. We'll go into it. So. In the ocean category, which is what we're looking. Well, actually, let's start with uh, luxury and adventure. Overall, cruise line win goes to Silver Seas Cruise Line, and that is for the luxury and adventure department. Now we'll get into the oceans, and then we what we will say here is best new cruise ship. Now I'll give a little pause because I want to hear you guys' guesses. I'll talk a little bit like I am now to waste time. We're talking about the best new cruise ship out there for 2022. I'd like to hear what you think. And let's see if you guessed right. Are you ready? The envelope, please. I can't do this. I can't do that for every single one of these, can I? No. Norwegian Prima. That's right. Norwegian Prima. And I'll tell you what. 
that's good for Norwegian because I feel like they're going to need that publicity. They're going to need that little uh, pop for uh, Prima because the cruise line as a whole, they're going in a different direction. What they're trying to do is sell you a more luxurious brand. They're trying to sell you a higher end. They're trying to sell you on experience, basically doing everything short of bragging about the fact that they are not going to be like Carnival. They're not going to be like Royal Caribbean and MSC and, uh, you know, uh, devalue their product. Their prices are going to stay what their prices are going to going to be, and you are going to pay because a, you have the money, and b, it's worth it for the experience that they're going to bring to the table for you. All right, best overall cabins for a cruise line. Best staterooms. Let's call them staterooms. Cruise critic, come on. Celebrity Cruises gets the winner. Congratulations to everybody over at Celebrity Cruises. You know what? They really worked hard this year. The staterooms came back. They bounced back after an iffy 2021 with the staterooms. And this year, the staterooms came back strong. Best dining overall. Uh, Guess this one. Of all the cruise ships, cruise lines. I'm sorry. This is a cruise line award. Of all the cruise lines that are out there, think about the dining. Think about what the best I guess, scenario, the best uh, system for dining on any of these cruise lines is. And the winner for this one is the all-new Virgin Voyages. Best cruise line for families. You guys probably are going to know this one. Obviously, it's uh, a little out of uh, many people's price range. But at the same time, if you're going to talk families, there's one name in cruising. That deals with families and it's a head of heads above everybody else, at least from a reputation standpoint. And that is Disney Cruise Line. Best innovation, technology. Cruise Line goes to Princess Cruises. Now, I don't understand how Royal Caribbean doesn't get that award every year. Maybe Celebrity too, based on what they're doing with the Edge class. But Princess Cruises gets the award for best innovation and tech. Best for LG B, T, Q, plus travelers. Best one. I think that's a no-brainer. We know that one's nice and easy. It's the same thing as the dining. Virgin Voyages. Uh, Best nightlife on any cruise ship. Best nightlife. I'm sorry, any cruise line. We're going with the envelope. Please open it up. Congratulations, Virgin Voyages. Again, Virgin Voyages having a big presence here. Uh, Best service for any cruise line. You get on a cruise, you want to kick your feet up, you want to make sure you're in the hands of real professionals when it comes to service. Now, that's in the dining rooms, that's at the bars, that's in your staterooms. The best cruise line for overall service, Holland America Line, H-A-L. Those damn ships. All right, best cruise line for the solo cruiser. If you want to go on a cruise and you're going to go by yourself and you want to hopefully be able to have some action, some fun, some hijinks, some partying, maybe meet some friends, lifelong friends, dare I say, be friends on social media, start liking each other's stuff. Maybe one goes into the DM. Maybe you went into the DM too early. Maybe you were a little overzealous. Oh, you know, sorry, didn't mean to DM you. Well, maybe you DM them and they don't even see it because of the fact that you're not friends on Facebook. And then, you know, what happens if you're not friends on Facebook? The DM goes into some crazy folder that you'll see 15 weeks later, and then you'll hit them back and say hey remember me and they say no well won't because that was 15 weeks ago because they ended up in that dm folder but i digress when it comes to solo cruises the best cruise line for that 
as according to 2022 Cruise Critic Awards, is Norwegian. And I'll be the first to say, no surprise there, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's move on. What do we have next? Best Spa. If you want to what I would do, what I like to call the old human dry dock, uh, the best spa, you would want to book your cruise on the Holland America line. Interesting, interesting one right there. Best specialty dining restaurants. If you want to go on a cruise and yeah, you like the main dining room, you might even like the buffet. But what you want to do is you want to get your hands on. Maybe you had a good year. You closed a couple of deals at the office that you didn't otherwise close the week the year before. Now what you want to do is maybe spend a little bit of money. You get on the cruise with a fresh wallet. So you want to spend some money on some specialty dining, stepping outside. Of the main dining room. If you're going to do that, Cruise Critic is going to tell you your best opportunity is to do that aboard a celebrity cruise ship. Best suites. Best suites, you know, next level. You want that pampered treatment. The regular staterooms are no good for you. You want to go to that next level. Best suites are in Royal Caribbean International. Uh, The best suite complex. So I guess you have the best suites, which are just the individual rooms. But then I guess you have the best program for suites. Norwegian will be very, very disappointed to hear that its haven did not get the nod this year. And MSC Cruises did. And I'm on an MSC Cruises. Uh, I'm on an MSC Cruise. And I was in that suite complex last night. Did I break in illegally? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I didn't mean to necessarily. But I kind of I fell into it. I got to get you guys footage, guys. There's not going to be anything that's going to stop me from making sure I get you guys the right footage that you want to see. And uh, yeah, I pulled the door. Did I pull it a little hard? Maybe I pulled it a little hard. Did a big noise pop when I opened the door? Yeah. But you know what? There were people in there. They saw me. They know what happened with the door. They know that whole thing. It was a little awkward for a second. But then they eventually, after you know a five-minute conversation... Uh, I got their blessing. I got their blessing to film the three levels of the complex. That is the MSC Yacht Club. Best cruise line value for the money. Let's say it together. Carnival. Carnival Cruise Line. Happy birthday, Carnival, too. They did not get shut out. I'm happy to see Carnival in their 50th anniversary did not get shut out of the awards and they are to be congratulated for getting the best value for your money award of any cruise line. Now, the best app, you want to go on these apps, they're crazy. This is not going to be Virgin Voyages, I can tell you that. But when you get on a cruise ship, so much you can do is on the app, whether it's finding out what the next activity is, whether it's booking internet packages, whether it's getting in a chat and finding your friends. The best app, the most functional, the the, the most efficient app that's out there, according to Cruise Critic, is Royal Caribbean International's app. And the best North American home port? This is interesting. The best North American home port is Vancouver. Congratulations, Vancouver. Great job on having the best home port. That's pretty impressive. 
By the way, guys, real quick, I just wanted to take this time to invite you to check out the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. What it is is a group on Facebook. You just pop on the old Facebook and then type in Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. It'll come right up. You'll see that it's a group. You click on that and then you click Ask to Join. And then we're going to let you right in. I know you're going to behave yourself. You're going to be part of the fun. What we do is we create a community there. We talk about you know different cruises that we have coming up. We post pictures. We answer and ask questions. We break each other's chops. If there's any Anything that kind of embodies the, the, the community that is Always Be Booked, you find it right there in the Facebook group, Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. Hey, won't you join today? Also, I have a Patreon. So you hear me doing this show. I uh, work pretty hard at it. And uh, I do a lot of YouTube. I do a lot of stuff that I'm trying to kind of swing a full-time living, bringing you guys cruise information. And uh, a big part of that is my ability to kind of get you guys to sign up for the Patreon. What I do is an extra show a day, five days a week. It's about a half hour a day. Sometimes it's more. Like this week, we had a couple that ran over. And uh, I end up just talking about an extension of this show. We talk about the cruise news. It's a little bit late breaking. I talk about where certain cruise ships are in in terms of which ports they are. Because what I want to do is just celebrate cruising. It's called the Wake Up Show. Now, you could find it at... P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. It's an $8 a month charge. Now, I know nobody wants to take on another bill. It's $8. Nobody wants that. But when you consider kind of like, I guess, supporting this show in general, but then also getting an extra few hours a week of content, and in there, it's more personal. So I'll say stuff on that show that... You know, for me, trying to grow a mass market audience doesn't make sense for me to say on a platform like this. So that's um, patreon.com slash always be booked. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. And then for the $8 level, you become a mega cone. Now, if you want the one show a week, that's on Friday nights. And then you can get that. And it's the regular $5 a month. And then you'd only get one show. But I recommend going with the $8 version. Because it's a lot of fun. It's a part of a whole new community, and we'd love to have you on board. Also, I have a YouTube channel, Always Be Booked. Instagram, also, Always Be Booked. As much as much as you can kind of dive in and immerse yourself into all things Always Be Booked, we love having you. We appreciate it, and thanks again. Uh, also, I can book you travel, guys. I'm a good travel agent now. I know how to do it. I know how to get the. Uh, I know how to find the best deal. I know how to uh, tell you. You know what you might want to do with each port. I can give you ins and outs on most of the ships. Any information that I don't know, I try to have right away. I'm not a travel agent that just books you and sets it and forgets it. I'm here to answer your questions. Some of the people that I've booked lately can attest to that. So I appreciate that. If you would consider me as your travel agent, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right, what we want to do is get into this sailing that I'm on right now. Again, mentioned, I am on the cruise ship, the MSC Meraviglia, and that's the pronunciation I'm going to go with, whether it's right or wrong. That's what we're going with here. So I'm going to make a bold statement. I am going to make a bold statement. So this ship, it is the third newest that I have ever been on, but it's absolutely my favorite cruise ship that I've ever been on. And it's not even close. Now, again, before, you know, you start screaming out the window, before it's breaking news, before the, you know, the internet breaks in half, 
I'm not saying this is the best cruise I've ever been on. I'm not even saying that this cruise ship has the ability to give me my best cruise. But I'm talking about if you strip it down to where it's just the hardware. I know I overuse that term, but if you're talking about the ship itself, whether it's the size, the layout, the space, the locations. Now, it's not without flaw. There are flaws, and we'll get into some of them. But overall, apples to apples, weighed against every other cruise ship that I've ever been on, this is by far my favorite cruise ship. Is it the most impressive cruise ship I've ever been on? No. That would go to uh, Harmony of the Seas. Is it the funnest cruise ship I've ever been on? No. That would go to the Carnival Splendor or the Norwegian Escape. But this group, this crew, this this group, this group, this cruise ship is by far the best. Uh, you know, and I'll talk about. We'll talk. We'll talk about what it is. So, getting on was nice and smooth. It was a two-hour and forty-five-minute drive from Boca Raton to Orlando, well, Port Canaveral. It's not really Orlando proper, uh, but getting on was smooth. There was no problems. There was a actually there was a couple of problems. The internet went down while I was checking in. And then the weird thing that they did do was when I was getting on the gangway, usually they check in your sign and sail card before you get on the ship. They were doing it on the ship. So that created a little bit of a line. There was a little bit, and plus there was a little bit of a holdup too while I was trying to get on. So I didn't love the fact that I was standing on that gangway suspended in midair between, you know, that little tube of fun between the, the, the terminal and the ship. Uh, because people were moving around, and you, I spent a good ten minutes, literally suspended out there on the gangway, and uh, people were moving it like the, like somebody adjusted something, and it felt like it was going to collapse for a second. Nuts, never scared, not like in fear of my life, but there was a couple of tense moments when you know the thing was bouncing around a little bit, and uh, you also want to get on the ship. You know what I mean? You also want to just get on the cruise ship. You know, do do it like everybody else. You know activate the card before while we're while we're still technically on land um food food was pretty much on par with any other cruise that i've been on so if you're talking apples to apples if you're going to talk main dining room food you're going to talk breakfast buffet lunch buffet dinner buffet i only did one specialty dining just tonight um I would say it had moments where it shined better than Royal Caribbean or Carnival. And then there were items that came out that maybe were a little underwhelming when compared to Royal Caribbean and Carnival. So overall, if you're going to just basically judge the food as a whole. Now, there was other options like the... The, the butcher, the butcher's place or something. And, you know, you had the hibachi and you had a, a seafood restaurant. You had an uh, Italian, did you have an Italian restaurant? I think you did. There were, there were avenues and opportunities to upgrade the dining. But again, if we're talking about what the food did on, you know, the main dining room and the buffet level, you probably would. They probably would just get the regular standard elevated elevated experience on the specialty dining. So, all in all, I will say the dining was right on par. However, we're gonna do a however here. That's right. It ended up being better because of the Italian, I guess, mix to it. Right. So there was delectable mozzarella cheese. That was made from a factory that's on board. Open air window. You could look into, not open air, but open window. A look-in mozzarella factory. 
And I'm sorry, no, I don't say mozzarella. I say mozzarella. It's, I, I, can't, I can't go too far. You know what I mean? Um, the bread on board, bakery style, delicious. All This was a problem. So I said it on the Patreon last night. This ship should not, it's not, I know what MSC stands for now. Mediterranean ship of carbs. Because I'm an elephant. I'm going to roll off this cruise ship tomorrow. And I didn't want to eat as much as I did. But guys, the pizza was the, is the best pizza at sea. That's it. Now, is it the best pizza I've ever had? Not even close. As far as at sea goes, it's the best pizza. It's got a great char to the crust. It's got the great undercarriage. There is no flop. The cheese, when you get the cheese, it's melted. Although my favorite, my favorite pizza on the cheese was the no cheese pizza. Or should I say like the the, the sauce? It was almost like a grandma slice with just sauce. But it had like a little Parmesan and then a little drizzle of olive oil over the top of it. And... uh. It also, like I said, the fresh pasta. So that's the problem, guys. You go for lunch, and they had rigatonis, they had um, bow ties, and then they had this other type of pasta that was like a rigatoni, but it was larger and floppy, like almost like if you rolled a lasagna over and then put the ridges in it too. And they just switched it up every day. There was different accompanying sauce to this fresh ass pasta, over the top. And I'm not going to do it. Like, there was no way where I can kind of go for lunch and be like, yeah, I'll skip the pasta today. No. They did it once where there was brown gravy. Brown gravy and little chunks of ham. There was a delicious salmon pasta that was almost like, if you could if you could think about a carbonara with salmon, absolutely delectable. There was a red sauce, a marinara sauce with capers in it. And egg and little chunks of eggplant in the sauce. I'm not walking by that. I'm not not having that on a cruise. And these are buffet items, mind you. So what would I say? And then tonight, I had the best meal I had in the main dining room. I had the asobuco. Absolutely delicious. So because of a couple of different, I guess, nuanced types of food, I'm going to give the nod to MSC when it comes to food. Over the other cruise lines. And that could be personal preference. Because I am a pizza and pasta and sauce and bread freak. You know what I mean? That's You're hitting. You're talking my language when you, when you have those on board. Um, what else? What? what uh, moving on. Let me bear with me here as I'm kind of running down my list. The pasta was cooked perfect. It was nice and al dente. You could tell it was absolutely fresh. Uh, the pool deck. So the layout of the pool decks were absolutely perfect. Now, most notably, the the regular Lido pool deck. It was very palatial feeling. It had the beds lined up. Now, how functional are the beds? I'm not sure. But you'll see when I do this ship tour and when I start posting pictures, you'll see just it just it just laid out perfectly. The pool is absolutely huge. It basically had kind of like, I guess, two main parts to it. The big screen was huge like it had like as far as if you want the problem was is that it was only really for sports sports and anything that they were trying to do there were no movies per se there was no like movies under the stars nights or anything like that but the 
it, it was gorgeous. Now, the aft section of the ship, it did have a pool, but it wasn't really a real pool. It was more like a plunge pool. You know, you couldn't really, it didn't have that thing where you can kind of sit on the side and kind of be half in and half out that most cruise ships have. So as to be able to kind of have like a conduit for, you know, I guess bad weather or the waves that kind of develop when you're at sea. But the, otherwise, the aft section of the ship was beautiful. It had like the risers, riser kind of layout. And then at the top, you kind of you kind of make your way up the stairs, passing a bunch of loungers, and then you're at a bar. So really, really nice option back there. I got some really good pictures from back there. I was very, very happy. Yeah, the icing on the cake would have been if there was <clears throat> an actual legitimate pool. But you know what? You can't really nitpick too much. But getting back to the main pool deck, just so spread apart. What I liked also is that, you know, when you're on a cruise ship and you know the Lido deck or the pool deck and you walk those stairs up one deck and you almost feel like you're in a hallway, like it's it feels a little tight. You feel it when somebody comes in your oncoming, you know, the loungers there, too. So you kind of feel them a little bit. You have to maybe brace to move. You don't always have to move, but you might have to move if they're two across or whatever. On this cruise ship, one thing I noticed, that everything was just so spread out. It was so spread out and comfortable and, and, and easy to navigate no matter where you went. The segues, the, the conduits from one area to the other were just such a pleasure to navigate through. And and that was a lot for me. I don't necessarily look for that. I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't get on the ship and like, yeah, hey, I wonder how it's like. I wonder what it's like going from the back of the front of the ship. That's the one thing I'm going to be looking for. No. It's just when you get on this ship and experience it, and, and it's it feels good. You know what I mean? You're not dealing with, you know, wood from 1998. It's, it's, it's uh, I don't know what the, the floor was. What, what is the floor? Rub, composite rubber? I don't know what it is. Tile, cement, smoothed out cement maybe? Probably not cement, right? Metal, it's probably metal. I don't know. I'm not a freaking uh, architect, but whatever was going on, with just all around walking around the ship, it was gorgeous um so on the back of the ship speaking of that you know the one thing that we talk about a lot on this show is the nightclub activity there is no default nightclub on this ship and that area is basically typically the nightclub but i will say that and i'm going to check back there in a second i actually got to go in a minute i'm going to step away in about five or ten minutes because again i gotta go get you know, slice of pizza before we're done. And they shut down at one. And that's an issue. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. But so there's supposed to be like a big party going on the aft portion of the ship every night and this and that. Uh, It never really got going. Now, I did hear that there was in the area of around 2,000 people on this sailing on a ship that can hold uh, over 5,000. So that's a little concerning for me. I do know it's during the holidays. I don't know. People were kind of saying that, oh, you know, it's the holidays. I'm like, yeah, well, it's not a nightclub. This is the cruise ship. We want to be, we don't want to be sailing at half full at any time, you know? And I'm not saying, you know, people, again, they seem to like that. And of course, yeah, it's nice to have the space, but at the same time, it's just not, not good for the industry when any cruise ship whatsoever is uh, only filling itself to half capacity. But, you know, hopefully in January things will get stronger. But MSC, it's a great product. It really, really is. Uh, uh, promenade. Promenade area is absolutely gorgeous. So it, this this cruise ship has an atrium, pretty much, you know. It's a, it, it's a, the atrium is almost like a, um, think of like a barbell. You know what I mean? It's got, it opens up on either side with kind of atriomic, 
type of venues on deck six, seven, uh, uh, five, six, and seven. But in the middle, going from one, I guess, atrium to the other, they're not atriums, but they're atriomic in, in, in build. And they go from three floors, you know, like if you picture yourself on one of those Norwegian ships or even a Carnival Vista class ship, uh, you know, you have the three levels. This is no different, but then it has the, um, it has the, almost like the promenade, like Royal Caribbean has. It's not quite as uh, grandiose, as big as Royal Caribbean's, but it does have a good, I guess, it, 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 it is really nice. And one touch that they do have is a beautiful LED ceiling. And all day long, it's changing. Sometimes it's static. Sometimes there's motion. But all day long, there are these beautiful, like, I mean, cathedral-like images, uh, varying degrees of design on the ceiling when you look up, walking back and forth from the promenade. If I could describe a little further, now Royal Caribbean also has that, uh, I guess, that area in the middle where they do performances from almost like a bridge that's kind of like in the middle of the promenade that goes from one side to the other. This They had that too, but it was open to the public because on deck seven, so six is the ground level of that promenade. And deck seven also is navigatable all the way around. Royal Caribbean's is too on the larger ships. I believe it's... Um, I believe it's uh, Freedom Class and up, if I'm not mistaken. I think I think you can walk all the way around on a Freedom Class ship, not on the on not on a Voyager class ship, but this you could. It had on on the lower level. It had retail shops. It had uh, chocolatariums. It had cafes. It had uh, a couple of restaurants. It had the Mexican restaurant. It also had the seafood restaurant. But then you go upstairs. And you have the steakhouse, you have the hibachi, you have the Irish pub. The Irish pub was absolutely beautiful. Um, Really, really cool room. Like I said, one side is an atrium, the other side is an atrium type of setup. And the middle was that beautiful promenade that was just a pleasure to walk through each and every day. Um, Another great, great, great space on this ship was, I forgot what it's called. I got to get the name of it. It's the... um, it's almost like if you run a Royal, they, they, you could tell they borrow a lot from Royal Caribbean. I think they borrow most from Royal Caribbean from a layout, from a hardware standpoint, and then a lot from Norwegian from a procedures and systems standpoint. So there is, so if you're on a Royal Caribbean ship, non-Oasis, non-Quantum, do Voyager, we'll do, uh, you know, we'll do uh, Freedom. You know how you go past the Lido deck and then there's the Solarium. The adults only solarium. They had that same thing, but this was way nicer. Larger room, larger pool, bar layout was the same with the hot tubs and everything. Multiple levels, so it was on deck six and seven. This and it was like almost like a wood. The whole thing felt like almost like it almost felt like you were on a um, <clears throat> on a on a on a. What would you call it? If you're skiing in a skiing lodge, a ski lodge, you were hot tubbing and you were swimming in a ski lodge and it had a retractable roof. Very, very homey, real, real cool balance and an antithesistic type of approach to introducing the concept of indoor and outdoor at the same time. Uh, The British pub was perfectly laid out. Now, it didn't really get too much action on this cruise ship, on this on this sailing. I'm guessing uh I'm guessing because um I don't know it's just it was just slow in general uh 
So nightlife activity did not seem to be happening, whether it was on the back of the ship. I see I'm getting a little louder here, so I do apologize if there's some overmodulation. I'm on the Blue Yeti. I'm on the road, so this isn't necessarily my regular equipment, so I do apologize. I'll try to uh, maybe back away a little bit, see if that helps. Uh, so there just wasn't too much action going on. The British pub was laid out. It looked like it was ready to throw a party, too. It had a good guitar guy in there. It had a mini dance floor right in front. I mean, again, if you're talking about hardware, the layout. I love the British the British pub on Royal Caribbean ships, but this wasn't comparable. This, this room was absolutely gorgeous. There wasn't many rooms in this cruise ship and many areas, common or, you know, uh, specialty or whatever it was not too many rooms that got outdone by any ship i've ever been on across the board uh as i mentioned it was a little hard to find the action action there was some pops here and there but nobody was really getting crazy the overall vibe was different on an msc cruise like i mentioned the systems the procedures just the way people would speak to you or like i don't i can't really put my finger on it to be honest with you it's just you're you're not on a big three cruise ship and it's kind of known. You can kind of feel that and tell that. Ironically, weirdly enough, I don't know why. I don't know how. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I have to give that some more thought. And maybe because I know I'm being incomplete with you, a little bit vague right now. But just the way you would walk around this ship, the way you would kind of approach things, the way some of the staff would speak to you, not in a bad way. I'm not even saying it's bad. It just didn't feel mainstream. One example was as I can go anywhere I wanted. I think uh, maybe because European countries are a little less litigious than we are. I was doing laps, just walking late at night, knowing I was going to get pizza. So I just said, you know what? If I'm going to get pizza, I want 11 laps out of you. So I was just doing 11 laps up at the top. I think I could have done the ropes course at, 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 at 12 midnight with nobody there. I think I could have jumped on and did some ropes course, did, the, did a little ropes course routine. I probably would have definitely broke my neck, but... If that was my choice, I think it could have done it because I think uh, I, th- I don't think a lot of things were supervised. Um, what else? All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a little break. You won't even notice there's a break. I don't. Even, I shouldn't even be telling you that there's a break. But I am gonna go get a go do a break because I'm gonna grab some pizza before the pizza place shuts down. Be back in a second. All right, breaks over. So internet was great. Internet was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, didn't even take that long to completely upload the Patreons each week, and some of them were close to an hour. Uh, this one is going to be probably a little bit over an hour. We'll see where it ends up being, but I assume that there's going to be no problems with that. The staff overall was great. Everybody was cool. Uh, there were, you know, I. You judge it when you walk around. You know, you walk around and you see, is everybody kind of like looking to engage you from the maintenance workers? And you just kind of, you notice it. You know, you're on a cruise ship and you kind of just get used to that regular thing where people a lot of times will just, hello, sir, how are you tonight? How are you to Just, you know, that's part of the job description is to address every guest. It's like that in a lot of businesses. But, you know, if you look up policy, that's what it's going to say. Now, how much is it enforced? You could tell, you know, on a lot of cruise ships, you know, that number of people addressing you, sometimes it's 50-50, sometimes it's 75-25. On this cruise ship, it was pretty close to 100. So they did a really, really good job with that. Here's what I'll also say. 
What a pleasurable crowd that was on this ship. I have to tell you, you know, I think it was a good amount of new cruisers. I think, um, you know, first of all, one guy told me he was on this ship for four weeks in a row. So this is what gets me nervous about how well the, the ship is selling and how much how well they're doing. Because, Ed, you could look up. Go look up a, a price for a cruise in the Meraviglia right now. It's obscenely cheap. I didn't get any good deals on this. This was an actual deal. I got on this four-day cruise. It was somewhere around 200 bucks, and, uh, <clears throat> and And this thing is half full. So that makes you a little bit nervous. I don't know. You wonder if that's sustainable long term. I would guess it's probably not. I get it. Then not every ship is going to sell out. But at the same time, you're hoping, uh, you know, you're hoping you're hoping it comes close. Usually it comes close. I think it, it definitely, cruise lines do not make a profit on a sailing off of half full ships. From what I understand, for the most part, unless things have changed, the business model may have changed. Cost, cost. Uh, it may they may have gotten a little cost effective. May have, they may have made a couple of changes, but you know they've they've showed things in history on cruises, and you know they have to hustle to turn a profit on every cruise. And I would imagine that that's pretty difficult to do with a half full cruise ship. But you know this cruise, I would have to say, compared to like. A lot of these other ships where, you know, people, you get a lot of uh, repeat people coming on Carnival. You get a lot of repeat people coming on Norwegian. So there's a little bit of a jaded mentality, a little bit more of like uh, not as happy to be here. Look, but there was one guy on this ship who said this is his fifth time in a row. He wasn't even necessarily planning on doing this, uh, but he's doing it he's just riding it out seeing how long it makes sense for him to stay on board i didn't get his whole situation at home why he's able to do this but i think more and more people are in a position to work remotely and be on these ships so he's and as long as the internet's good you're in good shape and that's exactly what this guy's situation is he told me now i can't vouch for this being true or not but he told me he was on four of them he said he was thinking about getting off he went downstairs to get a rate. Uh, how much is it if I stay on again? They told him, eh, just, uh, just stay in the room. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> they just let him stay. Now, is that true or not? I don't know if it's true. But they just said, just don't say nothing to nobody. Just stay in the room. <laughs> how does that even work from a, I don't know, from a custom standpoint? or It's just bizarre to me that that would happen. But, you know, he was he didn't seem like he really had much of a reason to lie. But when I say this was a great crowd, everybody was smiling most of the time. I would wake up early sometimes to get breakfast, and I would see full families out there. And I don't mean like kids. There was not a lot of kids on this ship. But I'm saying like the grandfather, the aunt, the, the daughter, the, the, the husband, the wife, all sitting out there dressed, ready to take on the day with their coffee, and just excited, just excited to be in the Bahamas, you know, excited to be on a cruise. And there wasn't a lot of the jaded walking around, well, this isn't good enough. I don't want this. They didn't like this. Last time I was here, they did this. There wasn't a lot of that. It was it was just a bunch of people who really seemed to be happy to be on a cruise. All right, so what we'll do now is talk about some of the bad news, some of the things that were on this ship that, you know, that, that, that threw me off a little bit. The whole, maybe some of the reason, maybe we'll get into some of the whole, uh, you know, why it felt like a little bit different. But I will say the entertainment across the board was pretty cheesy. I I have to say that. So, you didn't necessarily get uh, you know, even even 
if you want to compare it to any cruise line, Royal Caribbean, whoever, it definitely didn't seem like it was like on a, on a real high level. I went to the show, uh, one of the shows, and it wasn't bad. I, who the hell am I to call any of these people bad? They were, by my standards, you know, pretty good. But even on the Explorer of the Seas, the Broadway-style show or the review-style shows, they're just better. The talent seemed a little bit better. The choreography seemed a little bit better. Not that I'm an expert on that, but whatever it was, me, in my you know, infantile entry-level uh, ability to critique... I just was drawn more to these Royal Caribbean shows. So entertainment and especially the opening deck party. Yeah, they they, they was just really cheesy. It was it was painfully cheesy, almost offensively cheesy. The way they would get out there and kind of like introduce the staff and kind of do a kickoff party. And, and like they would do the whole thing where it's like, uh, okay, is everybody ready to have a good time? And then there's a moderate applause and then they'll say, Hey, what was that? You're on vacation. I can't hear you. And then they'll say it again. I need to hear you. And then there'll be less of an applause. And then they'll just go come back with, okay, that's more like it. Meanwhile, you know, it, it's just, it didn't get, I, I'll go, I went into a little bit more detail on Patreon, but I don't want to go too detailed into that. But just, it just was not really, it was very, very cheesy, very cheesy across the board. If that's what you're looking to do, you're not necessarily getting a Virgin Voyages style real big league DJ with pros. Bottom line is, you know, if you're going to give somebody a microphone on a cruise ship and their job is to be a master of ceremonies, you got to be a pro. I need a pro. Give me a pro. Find a pro, train a pro, whatever. I need somebody who's a pro. I know damn well that I could have went up there, grabbed the microphone and done a better job. And yeah, I'm trained. I've been doing it for years. I know what I'm doing. I know I know my way around how to get a party going from zero to 60 in 20 minutes. I've done it all my life. So I, I don't count, of course. I, I'm definitely going to be better. But, but even you don't have to be at that level. You could just be on like a um, you know level where you know the ins and the outs. I saw people that were doing hosting karaoke that I could on this ship that I could have told you would have been better at hosting that welcome aboard party or the, uh, you know, the, the, what would you call it? The uh, sail away party. Um, interesting rules they have. No drinks in the hot tubs and no drinks in the theater. Now, no drinks in the hot tubs. You're saying, well, we don't, I get it. You don't want to break the glass. Well, it was plastic. And they let me take a glass beer bottle into the pool aft in the back of the ship. They let me took a glass, take a glass bottle into the pool, but I had a plastic cup. I had one Grey Goose and soda this whole trip. My entire drinking for this trip was probably a total of 11 beers and one Grey Goose and soda. It's pretty low for me, huh? That That's a record. But anyway, I did have a bottle of beer in the back pool. They allowed it. I had a plastic cup and a hot tub in the solarium type room, and uh, they, they vetoed that. But how are you going to tell me I can't drink in the theater? See that's a little a little much for me. That's that's you got to work on that r- routine and uh, rule and regulations. Like I said before, gorgeous big screen TV. You didn't do too much with it. When I got on the when I got on the ship, they were playing the NFL with the sound on. Now a lot of NFL people are going to be very very happy about that. I used to be a football guy, but I'm saying even if even when I was a football guy. I'd want the freaking steel drums. Show me the, you know, real football fans don't need the commentary. Just show me the game. I get it. Show me the game. Seems like a little bit of an overcorrection. They did play a lot of World Cup, which I could care less about. 
but uh, shout out to the U.S. men's soccer team beat Iran or Iran. Iran, I got yelled at for saying it wrong. I'll say it right, Iran. Okay. <clears throat> um, there were lots of really loud dance sessions at the pool with very low participation. So there would be like line dance class or like um, salsa dance lessons or country line dance lessons or Zumba classes. These seem to go on all the time on the pool deck. You have this beautiful, gorgeous pool deck with a bunch of people trying to relax, maybe have their headphones on or maybe get some uh, tropical... No, but... And then reach and twist and turn around. All right, let's try it again. Start the music. And the sound system is great. It's overwhelming. So you had a lot of that on the pool deck, which, you know, I don't know. Did we really need all that? Uh, Big one. No complimentary 24-hour food option. You cannot eat anything for free between the hours of 1 a.m. and 7 a.m. If you want food, you have to get room service, and you have to pay for the room service. That's a big no-no with cruising. You got to give at least something. You got to put the pizza out there. Something, anything whatsoever, just give us something, some sort of a thing. You know, Carnival even knows. They used to have a buffet and the pizza. Now, yeah, they they, they turned it down to what, 3 a.m.? They shut it down? That's not good. So I guess, but Royal Caribbean, they have the uh, Promenade Cafe. You can get that and Sorrento's. You got to have something. People who want to go out really late at night, they want to have some fun. They're on vacation. Some people live a nocturnal lifestyle when they're on vacation and they want to get something to eat. And there should be a free option in the middle of the night as far as I'm concerned. The coffee situation, absolute disaster. Again, I'm nitpicking. We're just calling out the things that I noticed though. So the coffee on any cruise ship, I mean, Royal Caribbean and Norwegian I love them best because you can get a proper Starbucks. You can get a Trenta big size cup that is going to last you a good few hours throughout the day. You nurse it, you drink it slow, and it lasts. Carnival, they don't have Starbucks, but at least they have you know a smaller size, but a plastic cup, a, pr- a proper plastic to go cups. And we're talking about ice drinks now. You know, you guys know I drink iced coffee, which a lot of the known world does now, especially when you're in the tropics. So this coffee shop. You know, hardcore Italian coffee shop. They have ice drinks available, but you get them in the same paper to go cup that you would get if you were getting a hot coffee. It just does not hit the same. And it's small. So it's like this handheld, you know, small to medium sized cup of coffee. You get an Americana and it's just got ice in it. And then they can't put a lot of ice in it, so it melts right away. And you're walking around with a watered-down, lukewarm coffee drink in your hand. I did that three days. I, 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 and today, I got a um, mocha. It was so bogged down with whipped cream. It was almost like cream cheese. The whipped cream was so thick. The coffee scenario, the situation on here is not good. That's got to improve. Uh, again, like I said, no real party party to be had. If you wanted to go all out into the night, there was no... And again, I don't know if this is a result of... Not having a um, a full ship or not, but who knows? Uh, no access to the front of the ship, so you don't you can't go to the front of the ship. Yacht club, yacht club, yacht club, yacht club, and then spa. You cannot have any access to anything along the front on the top deck, middle decks, any deck. You cannot go to the front of the ship because. It is completely monopolized by the ship within a ship concept. And what they did was they parked forward in 
to the uh, the the Ocean K Marine Reserve, and they boast a lighthouse party with a laser light show on the beach. What a nice touch if you would have been able to watch that light show from the ship, but you can't because I mean, there's parts of the ship you could probably see it from if you're leaning over the side, but. If they have backed into the ship, everybody would have been back in the aft pool and everybody would have had a good time watching the show. So you could you didn't have access to it. Um, stateroom was a little weird, I have to say. Stateroom uh, was just a complete rectangle. A lot of space in the middle. No real charm to it. No secondary sitting area. And weirdly enough, it was like built on aluminum beams, the whole thing. Aluminum beams and then just maybe like, I don't know, like a, like sheet metal laid over the top. Because while it looks, it's got the carpet, it's got the m- muted walls and the paintings on the side and the nice little, you know, whatever. But when you walk around, you hear your feet echo below you. Boom, boom, boom. And it's just like how you would expect if you were walking on a beam and then, like, there's no real foundation underneath you. Did that bother me? Not really. But it was just odd. You walk into the room and you, you just, listen, I shouldn't do that. It's 2 a.m., 1 a.m., 1.30 a.m. But you could hear, like, the, the, you could hear when you stop, you could hear it resonate. Also, very, very noisy area that I had. I got it all. I heard the thrusters. I heard the, well, maybe not the thrusters. Maybe I didn't get the thrusters because that's in the back of this. No, you get the thrusters in the front. You have to have front thrusters. So I was hearing thrusters. I was hearing the moorings. And I was hearing the um, the anchor, all of it. Like there was just constant. If we were pulling into a port, whenever we were pulling in, there was 45 minutes of no sleeping whatsoever. Like really, really loud. Not just like a little bit of vibration. Very, very loud. Um and that's pretty much it with this ship. I enjoyed it. The ship is great. Ocean K Marine Reserve is great. It hit me a little bit better than most private islands did too. I just felt it was easy to navigate. Very, very simple. Very basic. You're not going to compare anything to Coco K or maybe even Labadee. But yeah, blew away Castaway K. It blew away the old Coco K. It blew away. No, not Castaway K. I've never been there either. Great Stirrup K is what I meant to say. It blew away... Um, Half Moon K. It definitely blows away Princess K. It's it's a uh, it's a it's a very very nice, easy to navigate, beautiful. Uh, it's nerve wracking though because it's like small. You're worried that like a big wave will, will take it out. You know what I'm gonna do right now? I'm gonna put you on pause again because I'm gonna do a lap. It is now 1:30 a.m. It's probably not worth it. No, it's 1:30 a.m. I'm not going out there. I was hoping to maybe see. Is there any time during this cruise that I will see any action going on on the back end of the ship? Nothing's going to be back there at 1.30 in the morning. Even if it was popping at all, it, it would be dead by now. So I'm not going to do that. All right. So without further ado, let's get into your emails. Your emails have become and remain a lifeblood of the show. A lot of people's favorite portion of the show is the email section. So if you don't mind, let me know. What do you got? Anything coming up? Any sailings that you have questions on? Any corrections that I may need? If you got to give me a talking to, it's Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Any contribution to the show that you want to make, you can make that. I will absolutely read your email on air and we'll have some fun with it. I'll respond. 
your email you know we have some regulars some people that do it on a regular basis always have fun with them uh the only thing i ask is that you uh develop some sort of a sentence structure i don't care about spelling or necessarily um you know grammar but just take a read ray make sure it's readable sometimes i try to read them and the show comes to a screeching halt but anyway email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com and you can be on the show. I want to give a very, very special shout out to Dorothy Haynes. And Dorothy is a cone for a while. She's been listening for a long time and she did something very, very nice. She 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 emailed me in and said, hey, listen, I already booked these sailings. Can I transfer them over to your agency? If you're looking for ways to support the show, that is an amazing way. Just just transfer your booking over to me. Now, what you do is, yes, you support the show, but I'm also in the mix with you now. Now, if you need any help, any recommendations, I have no issues spending as much time as possible, you know, working with the cruise line on your behalf, handling any upgrades for you from that point, uh, giving you any advice, whether it's on the ship or in the ports of call or at the embarkation port, anything whatsoever. I'll do whatever I can and whatever I do not know, as I mentioned before, I will find the answer for. So, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you want to start a new sailing or if you just want to kind of transfer it over to me and I will make sure that you have an absolutely great cruise. Dorothy definitely did that today. She kind of, she, 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 it's a, it's a simple form. You do it. It's got to be done within the first 30 days though. Most cruise lines, uh, I think it's a 30 day window that when you book to when you do the transfer, after 30 days, you can't transfer it anymore. But without further ado, let's get into the emails. And I do apologize. I know this is a clunky show. I feel like last week was one of my best shows. I feel like last week was a great, great show. If you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to it. I felt like, you know, it's a work in progress. And I've been talking about trying to hit the stride. And it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But, um, after a lot of hard work and a lot of retweaking and re-listening and going back, I do think that last week's show, I, 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 I had a huge step forward. This show is a little clunky because we're on location, so we'll work with it, right? Tommy, we cruised on the Meraviglia a couple of weeks ago and met a great server-bartender combo. Pinto is the bartender and Priscilla is the server. Priscilla is from Brazil and the hardest worker we've met. We had to force her to take a tip. Hope you're having a good time. Can't wait to hear about your review. Mel. Mel, you're right. I did meet them. They were very, very good. The only problem is I only got water from them. I wasn't sitting in the, in the, um, in the edge bar. I think it was the edge bar. Uh, <clears throat> they, were, they were really cool. And I did see what you're saying. They were busting their ass and they did work well together. And everybody seemed to like them. And, fu- and funny enough... People were lining up to that bar. If there was ever like a like a like a time during the day where people could have gone anywhere, people seem to gravitate towards that bar, and it's probably because of exactly what you're talking about. That, Mel, thank you so much for the evening. Yeah, for the email. <laughs> the next word is evening. That's why I did that. Evening, Tommy. <clears throat> thank you for reading my email, and I wanted to apologize for the bad English and riling the deep New York roots. Hearing you say what you said made me made my day, as I enjoy people who aren't afraid to be themselves. That's what I get for trying to multitask and writing you. Thought I would give myself a second crack and answer your concerns with the following antidotes. Antidotes? Anecdotes? Either way. As a need to facot in CAD. Equates to need to factor in Canadian dollars. Oh, Canadian dollars. Factor in, 
factor in Canadian dollars. When she said FACAT, C-A-D, that meant factor in Canadian dollars. Gotcha. The exchange rate for the uh, beverage package. Uh, coincidentals were supposed to be incidentals. All right, we got this stuff cleared away. Firstly, freshly squeezed juices, espresso, coffee, smoothies, bottles of water, and in any case, ginger ale are also part of the equation for us. You take these into effect, plus in daily drinks at the pool, wine with dinner, evening, hot chocolate with a little something something, it's not hard to come up with the minimum eight drinks a day required to justify paying the package. I agree, you know, and even if you don't, let's just say you only ended up at seven. Uh, I think if you end up at seven, and you got the peace of mind that comes with having being able to set it and forget it from a from a, a, a drink pass standpoint. I think there's something to be said for that too. Secondly, the possibility of trying something from the top shelf in a drink I prefer, just not asking for vodka, rum, or tequila that I wouldn't normally be able to afford at home, i.e. Patron Silver, uh, roughly, roughly $80 Canadian, or being able to try something for the first time and not having that feeling of do I have to finish it? If not to our liking, can be see that's a good point too. That's a great point. You may want to try a drink. They may sell you on a drink. You gotta try this drink of the day. It's delicious. All right, I'll try it. Well, what if I hate it? No, I gotta drink it because I gotta, you know, I got I got a limit that I gotta hit. You know, I gotta get there. If you don't like the drink, you can nobody wants to waste things, but you can politely say, I don't like this, I'd like to try something else. Uh, what else? Uh, as well as I've told the thing to do only was to discover my, uh, you're not much of a gin lover. You should, so you discovered you're not much of a gin lover. Exactly. They're pumping this drink up to you. A lot of people are hot on gin. I'm, gin, I'm right with you. I don't like gin very much. So if you're going to give me a gin drink, I'm probably going to return it. Uh, just drop it off at the nearest table and stop by the next bar. Yes, I know it's not necessarily efficient, but I'm the kind of person that would feel bad that would feel bad for making the bartender waste the time making it in the first place. So not having to face him or her again is the better scenario. Again, thank you, Tommy, for being you and doing what you do. On one of the lines you use is, your podcast is an acquired taste. Well, I would like you to know that those in my inner circle of cruise friends up here in Canada have enjoyed and laughed more than a time or two listening to your take on not only the cruise world, but life in general. Heard throughout your podcasts. Regards, Pauline. Pauline, thank you for the clarification. It makes sense. Everything you said makes sense. And I agree with pretty much all of your points in the email. And thank you so much for spreading the word to your friends. And that's the thing, too. It was weird. Sandy texted me. I'm walking around the ship, and she's like, uh, oh, was I on the ship yet? I think so. She's like, weirdly enough, you got a because uh, she's an admin on the page. So she's like, you know, you got a randomly a lot of requests to join the group lately. And there was a big push over the last couple of days. So I was trying to figure out, is this from somewhere particular? Now, I know uh, Brian. Brian put a bunch of uh, recommendations in there. And I approved a bunch of people that he suggested. I don't think all these are from Brian. I think there was a good amount from Brian. So, Brian, I do appreciate that. But there was a wave of people that came in over the over over a couple of day period i was wondering if somebody maybe mentioned me on the air or i don't know what it was but i do appreciate it and welcome all the new cones hey tommy this is travis up here in northern wisconsin again i'm currently sitting in my tree stand riding uh, waiting on a deer 
It's a balmy 20. Oh, so he's hunting. It's a balmy 28 degrees, and luckily it's not snowing today. I mean, emailed you a year ago <clears throat> about our January 2022 honeymoon Western Caribbean cruise on the Mardi Gras. Got lots of good info for, from you and the response on the podcast. Thanks again uh, for that. I do have a tip for anyone going on going to Costa Maya. We did one of the beach break excursions that had an open bar. That got us out of the port down to the nearby city of Mahahual, pronounced Mahawal. Okay, Mahawal. So we had some cocktails uh, on the beach, and then we were able to go explore the city. It's pretty small and all within walking distance, but there is a ton of shops, bars, and restaurants. Anytime we're feeling thirsty, quote, we would just go back and uh, go back to our area on the beach and re-up. It worked out great. For some people of that are a little adventurous, there was plenty of chances to get sticky icky as the locals kept saying LOL. When our t- I think that's weed, right? When our time was uh, up, you just got back on the bus and went back to port. If you wanted to go back early, I think you would have had to have gotten a taxi on your dime. But we had free drinks, so we were more than content. That was our second cruise ever. We plan on taking a break for a while to try for uh, to try for kids, but it didn't last long, and we were impulse booking another sailing. I blame all these cruise content creators dangling te- te- temptations into our ears on a regular basis. To the Southern Caribbean, we go in 58 days, January 2023. Eight-day Carnival Horizon out of Miami to Aruba, Bonaire, La Romana, and Amber Cove. We figured we were all good now. But as true addicts do, one hit is never enough. A few months later, I impulse bought another cruise for my wife's 30th birthday. She had no idea and wasn't upset when she found out eight-day uh, Eastern Caribbean on Carnival Magic, also out of Miami, on de- in December of 2023. So now we will be spending her 30th birthday in Miami before we board. Oh darn! Here's the real reason I sent this email. We got an Airbnb near 10th in South Beach, a block off the beach for our January trip. What are the must-dos for South Beach? We have two days before embarkation to do whatever we want. Love the shows and keep up the good work. If one of the Pirates and Pier Runners group uh, cruises lands right at some point, we will definitely be joining. We love getting away from the cold for a bit in December, January, or February. Thanks again, Travis. All right, Travis. Great email. Travis, welcome to Mega Cone Hood. I saw you up there, so so glad to have you as a Mega Cone. Join the Patreon. Welcome to the family. Um, in addition to that, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you got you know one cruise booked, and then you had that surprise one where you're like, you know what? Screw it. This is an impulse buy. And you know when you think impulse buy, you think a Snickers bar, National Enquirer. If you were born in 1970s, uh, you know, but you don't think cruises. But why can't cruises be impulse buys as well? So great job on that, Travis. As far as Miami, South Beach is just is just South Beach. That's it. You know, as far as what what are the must-dos, you just kind of go up and down. The the beach, to the bars, to the restaurants, to the hotels, to the beach, to the bars, to the restaurants. That's it. Sugar Factory is a great one. Um, What else? Wet Willies is a great one. 
Uh, there's, there's just, you know, you just go up and down the street. Cleveland, there's a great one. You know, if you want to leave South Beach, well, close to South Beach is South Point Park. If you want to do a high-end dinner, Prime 112 is there. Great, great steakhouse. You'll bump into NBA stars left and right. It's Prime 112. <clears throat> um and that's pretty much it. I don't. I don't really know. South Beach is just its own thing. When you get on, when you go to South Beach, you just kind of stay on South Beach, and that's that's the destination. If you want to go in, uh, some of the other restaurants and bars are in Brickell. People seem to like that. You, you're not too far from uh, Bay Plaza, Bayside Plaza. You're not too far from being able to catch a Heat or a Marlins game, uh, right there too as well. All of that stuff is all right, right there for you. It's it's a very that's what South Beach is good about South Beach. It's a very very plug and play vacation. Oh, what's that one? Gloria Estefan's place. Um, Mama. Oh, not Bahama. What's the the place has been there forever? It's Gloria Estefan's place. I'm gonna find out what it's called again. Uh, original, real original, Copacabana style dance shows. Uh, that's driving me nuts that I can't remember. The Bahama Breeze. Not Bahama Breeze. It's named after some sort of a drink. Oh, it's not. I'm not going to get it. We're not going to get there, Travis, with that one. But anyway, I do appreciate the email. And uh, yes, we definitely would absolutely love to get you on a pirate and peer on group cruise. There will be plenty. So no rush. No rush on that. Uh, but that's pretty much it, guys. I want to thank you guys for listening. There are a couple more emails. If you didn't hear your email in this show, you will get your email read in the in the show coming up. I just wanted to keep this a little bit shorter because I know it's a little bit of a disaster, a little bit all over the place. I got to pack and go. I got an Amtrak trip to New York tomorrow. There's a lot going on. But we'll be back and uh, ready to go. Uh, next week. Next week, we're going to be on location too, but that's all right. We're still going to have shows for you. If there is any delay in the regular show, like there was this week, you know, don't hesitate. Check out the Patreon. See if you like it. You know, you could always cancel if you don't like it. If you're not, if you don't get as addicted to the Patreon as everybody else does, you can always cancel. And in the meantime, there are hundreds of shows. So if you become a, a, a megacone and join the Patreon, you, you get access to all the shows that have happened. There are hundreds of shows, some historic. Anyway, do the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked, $8 a month or $5 a month, depending upon your level of entry. Uh, we have the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook, Always Be Booked on Instagram and um, YouTube. And if you need me, to help you book some travel, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. You guys are the absolute best. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away a little your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine-on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away. Where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Jimmy.
you're right there There's a perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up